Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. And uh, first of all, Happy New Year. It is 2024 and we are kicking it off with a pop culture bang. Okay, so originally we were planning to do our top moments of 2023 pop culture moments. Um, but I had to put that on pause because that is coming next week. The episode is in the arsenal, ready for your ears. But I'm sorry, we had a pop culture, instantly iconic moment happen already, just three days in to the new year. And I had to take to the mic to talk about it. And of course, I'm talking about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finale. Wow, oh wow, oh wow. Guys, I am like, I'm kind of like still shaking from it. I have watched it. I'm not even kidding you. I have watched it three times already. Okay. Like I said, we are three days and four days into the new year, but you wouldn't believe I had to keep watching it. It was so wild, so entertaining. And there was just so many moments. And so, of course, I had to take to the mic. I had to bring it to you. Um, All the thoughts, all the recap of this what is going to go down in history as one of the best housewives moments of all times, one of the best housewives episodes. And I mean, this is truly a pop culture shift um, because so much just happened and we'll get into all of that and my thoughts about it. But that is really what we're here to do today. And, um, and like I said, we're going to still recap 2023. It's just going to be next week, uh, in our episode next week, because I had originally planned to sort of cover the end of Salt Lake City next week, uh, with the launch of the reunion. But yeah, sorry, this is the way the cards have fell. This is, this is history in the making. And so here we are together. Um, but I do hope that you guys all had a wonderful holiday season and a happy, happy new year to you all. Um, I'm here and very excited to be spending our second year. Um, we started this podcast at the beginning of 2023. And so this is kicking off our second year on the pod. And so, uh, thanks for listening. Um, But let's just get right into it, okay? So I want to kind of walk us through that finale episode so that we understand kind of where we are. And then I've got thoughts and thoughts and thoughts about where we potentially go from here. So, of course, the episode opens with this teaser of Heather standing on the beach. Now, we know from the previous sort of like the, or I guess it was the first um, premiere episode of the season, we got her getting the phone call. So we got this teaser that something was going to happen. Now, this episode opens with another teaser of her talking to someone or, um, you know, a group of people on the beach saying that she has just learned all of this like devastating news. And so we we know what is yet to come. But of course, then we back up eight hours, which even in that moment, it was like, okay, I, I don't even know if I am about to care about what we have over this eight, these eight hours because I just need to know and get right into this. But we, we do have to remember that the 
previous episode ended with this explosive fight between Whitney and Heather and Heather, you know, breaking the fourth wall, telling the producer, get her away from me. She's drunk and crazy. So a lot had happened. So we're at the next morning, you know, the ladies are getting up. Uh, We have to pick up kind of where these ladies left off. And what we learn is that uh, when the ladies got home, Whitney tried to go down to the beach to talk to Heather um, off camera and she did not want to do that. And so, uh, she, she didn't, um, Monica and Whitney are in bed together and just sort of recapping kind of what had happened. Um, and by the way, I don't know why, uh, Whitney has these, like those, you know, super metallic, uh, reflective glasses on like what is it with these Salt Lake women that they all have to wear these like crazy crazy glasses but of course she's got a pair of those on um, and then Monica reveals that Lisa called Whitney dramatic when she told her that she was down at the beach um, mourning her the loss of her friend and that of course you know doesn't sit right with Whitney um, so she was upset about that. And, uh, and then finally Whitney and Heather talk, Whitney goes to her Heather's rooms. Like, can we talk if she's like, of course. Um, and we learned that like, really, what is she mad about? She's mad that what Heather wrote about her in the book and Heather's like, but I read you everything that you were mentioned in the book. I read it to you before it went to print. And Whitney like said, well, I told you to take out one thing. And Heather's like, I did. And then she's like, but I didn't ever get to read it again after the revision. And Heather's like, but there was, we literally took out a word. So like there isn't, you asked for that. We took out the word and it went to print. You read the whole thing. Then Heather reads us the excerpt in the book that apparently she's upset about. And I love that, you know, Heather says something of like, you know, I took these boudoir photos of her, um, you know, so she was from belly button to, uh, to backside. And the way Whitney reveals it is, or remembers it is, you know, I just felt exploited because you were saying that I was like down on all fours, um, you know, ready to be exposed from belly button to butthole. <laughs> and uh, Heather's like, okay, I promise you, I didn't write the word butthole. Um, I wouldn't put that in print. So I, you know, I, I don't actually know if they, they ended up hugging and saying cousins forever, but they were both sort of like throwing insults at each other still. And it was like the tension was still there, but I guess they were just choosing to move on. But thank God, because like, I'm sorry, Whitney just doesn't have a lot of storyline. And I'm kind of getting tired of her being upset about really nothing. Like she's always sort of looking to make something really small into something really big. I do think that this season she had a bit more authenticity with the Lisa fighting, like when she was upset with Lisa over, you know, not being empathetic about losing her friend and things like that. But I really didn't like this whole, whenever she fights with Heather, I'm just like, I don't really know if you've got enough here. So anyways, they have that. Uh, then we go for mopeds and shopping. Um, you know, again, it's like, this just feels like filler scenes when we know what's coming, but it was, there was some good stuff. We got in the moped, mopeds, we got a lot of comedy. You know, we learned Meredith doesn't know, uh, when she drove a car last 
the producers had to ask her and she was like, Oh, I have, I have no idea. Um, so her trying to like navigate on a moped is, is comedy. Um, and then let's see, Monica almost hit, uh, the van, uh, with her moped. And the guy was like, "Uh, you're going to have to learn how to ride this before you go out on the main street. And she's like, cause I'll die. And he's like, no, yeah, you're making a joke of it, but yeah, you will die. Um, and so, uh, and then I loved Whitney was sitting on her moped while driving with her legs crossed. Um, I mean, hysterical. And then we get the call back to the bitch goats. Um, earlier in the season, there was, you know, some, somebody called the goats a bitch and the producers put some, uh, put some subtitles on of the goats talking. Did they call us a bitch? And the other one's like, yes. Um, and so we get another call back to that as Heather sees a, uh, another goat. And then um, we're, we go shopping and the girls split up. But um, the real sort of like meaty thing that happened was uh, Heather and Angie both forgot their credit cards. Angie's like, I have a picture of mine. I'm going to see if they can take that. I'm like, okay, why aren't these women traveling with their money? Like, why don't they know to put a credit card if they're going shopping? Like, that just feels a bit of a miss. Um, and so ultimately Monica's like, well, guys, I have money. I can pay for it. Which then she goes up and it's like $750. And she looks like you could see the fear in her face. And they, she as she hands the lady her card, that she's probably in her head like, okay, there is seven forty nine and 89 cents on that card left. So I'm hoping that that goes through. Um, well, it doesn't. And so then she's like, oh, I think I have to like turn on that. I'm at international traveling. So she's like doing something. And then she's like, okay, try it again. But this time she hands the lady a different card because clearly the other one was declined. Um, And that went through. And so she was like, oh, you girls thought I didn't have the money or that my card was declined. And it was like, well, it was. Um, But so that was pretty like interesting. But then all the ladies head home. We get one hour later is when Heather gets the call that we've already seen. And we see nothing new in this scene. It's what was in the premiere. You know, producers are outside the door. She gets this call. She's like, oh my God, she's still mic'd. And so the producers like burst in the room and she instantly is like, no, no guys, get out, get out. You can't be in here. That's all we got. Then we get four hours later. Okay, and guys, I'm just going to say, I need to know what happened in those four hours. Like a lot can go down in four hours when Heather gets this call. And I'm just like, why don't, I need a special. Like when, back in the day when Teresa flipped the table on the very first episode of, or the very first season of Jersey, I remember that they did a, uh, a special episode where they like extended all the scenes, um, like leading up to the, the, uh, dinner and then they extended all of the fighting at the table. Gonna need that. So producers, I'm gonna need that, um, that edit on this. And I want to know what happened in these four hours. So then it's like, it shows that, you know, four hours later, the ladies are sitting down for dinner and Heather has prepared this game, which, you know, when a housewife prepares a game, nothing is going to go good. That is going to reveal secrets 
called the Bermuda Triangle. And it's going to uncover the unsolved mysteries. <laughs> so Heather's doing this big setup. And, uh, you know, it starts and Whitney goes first and she confronts Lisa about being dramatic and uh, on the boat with Meredith and saying like, so why are you calling me dramatic? And then it just, the whole thing becomes overly dramatic because everyone just keeps saying the word dramatic. You know, I think the counter ended up getting to like 12 or something. I was like noticing in one of my rewatches, Lisa says it, I think, five times in one sentence. She had learned how to say dramatic in five different times in one sentence. I mean, that's a lot. Um, and so they have, like, a bit of a fight, and then Lisa's like, okay, I'm over it. Let's move on. So then it goes to Meredith. Meredith confronts Heather and says, you know, I don't feel like you were very supportive of me on this trip. You know, everyone kind of came for me about these DMs that I got and about Angie and, you know, everyone just sort of ignored what I had said, which was like, I was speaking my truth of like, I got these, that's all I know. And everyone was kind of attacking. And so she's asking, you know, why didn't, uh, why didn't you support me? And Heather's like, well, because we all believed Monica. But then it goes to Heather. And then Heather's like, well, I have Meredith, but I don't have any secrets that I need to reveal about Meredith. What I want to know is actually uh, about Monica. And she kind of like does this whole setup. And so, you know what, as I'm saying this, guys, I'm realizing what happened in those four hours. Heather was practicing all these monologues because Homegirl had a script. There was so many monologues that she went on with so much dialogue in them. I was like ready to give her an Emmy. So now I'm realizing that in those four hours, she was writing these monologues and practicing them in the mirror so that she could deliver them because boy, did she have it just like down. And so she was like, you know, setting it all up of like, I want to know who the real Monica is, because what we have now learned is that the real Monica is, and then it cuts to the reveal. So it cuts to the scene on the beach that we open the episode with, where Heather's waiting, Whitney comes down, then Lisa comes down, then Meredith comes down, and everyone's like, what is going on? Um, you know this feels like something's something's not right. Heather's about to cry. They're all kind of starting to cry. So in this cutaway, which by the way, the like filter that they put on it, it was like very little big lies or big little lies, um, little big lies, uh, big little lies. Um, I mean, it was very iconic television happening and it was such an emotional moment like it was it was great television i was tuned in three times um and so yeah so we're getting this like crazy moment and um heather starts to do one of her monologues and she, she's kind of going on and on and lisa's like okay just say what is going on and she's like monica is not who you think she is she's like monica that you know we know her as dun 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 reality von tees 
So then we, everyone's freaking out. And we now learn that Reality Von Tees is an Instagram account and a Twitter account that has that essentially was set up to troll Jen Shaw. And we all kind of know, like if you're in the Housewives universe, you kind of do know this account because there was so much that came out. There was videos of Jen Shaw yelling at her employees. There was, you know, there was audio of Jen Shaw. There was a lot of really damning evidence against Jen Shaw that came out on this account. And so everyone had always assumed it was somebody inside the Jen Shaw camp. And apparently the account you know, as it was going after Jen, it just sort of started to also go after some of the other ladies as well and talk about everybody on the cast of the Housewives of Salt Lake City. And, and, and quite frankly, it's also kind of done that with some of the other uh, cities as well. I did some sleuthing on it. Um, And they, so Heather kind of like walks us through how she found out about all of this which it starts with her going to Beauty Lab, her business, to get a gift card for Monica. She finds out while she's there that she has three different Monicas in her system with the same birthday, one of which has never paid its bills. So she finds out that's Monica Fowler, who is who we know as Monica Garcia. And that like raised some flags for her. Now, interesting that Heather has never, never at any point brought any of this up to Monica and like just continued to move things forward. But she was obviously, you know, going through all of this. So then she, you know, she finds out that that is going on. Then she starts telling like, well, there was some things that didn't make sense. There was the DM story with Meredith and Monica mentioned to me, like, I didn't think any of you girls were, you know, capable of doing something like that. Like I'm capable of doing it. So she's like, so I reached out to Tanisha, who's a mutual friend of Monica's and does Heather's hair. And she said that Tanisha had a crisis of conscience. And that is what led her to reveal to her that she was behind reality Von Tees. And Heather wanted to make sure of it. So she called somebody. Now they bleeped out the name, but I am pretty certain that the name was Facebook. She reached out to somebody at Facebook and they called her and that is who was on the phone that the producers got kicked out of the room was that her contact from Facebook or Instagram called and confirmed that yes, this account is attached to Monica Garcia. And so, you know, Heather's freaking out. She now has all of this evidence. She's letting the ladies know. The ladies are furious. And, you know, Heather's like, I'm going to confront her tonight. I need your backup. Meanwhile, everyone's just like, they can't believe it. They're all in shock. And, you know, Meredith, most importantly, she's crying and saying, like, I can't. Why do people keep having to hurt us? And all the while, her extension is showing the, the breeze of the Bermuda air has just pushed her hair over and all you can see is her extension. It's it's comedy while also being the most emotional and like iconic thing that I've ever seen. Um, so that is kind of the reveal scenes. So then we get back to the table where, you know, Heather is again like, I want to know who you really are. And 
you know, who's the real Monica? And I'm going to say from now, this is either an editing or if this was real time reaction, Monica looked guilty immediately. As soon as Heather was like, you, I want to know who the real you is. Monica knew something was about to come out and cause she was looking guilty right away. And the one thing I don't know is cause Angie was not on the beach. They did not invite, Heather did not invite Angie down to the beach. What did Angie know going into the dinner that this was going to happen? I need to know that because she's sitting there. She sort of seems like she knows that what Heather's about to reveal. She never seemed super surprised by Heather's reveal, but she wasn't there for the reveal. So I'm, I'm confused. I'm unsure if Angie's learning this at the same time and is just so like caught off guard and appalled that she's sort of sitting with her mouth hanging on the table. Uh, If you go back and watch, you'll see what I'm talking about. She's just sort of like sitting there. Like, I, I don't know if it's shock or if it's like, she's just sort of like sitting there scared because she knows what's coming. So anyways, you know, she says, we know that you are the cyber bully reality Von Tees. So Monica, everyone's kind of looking at Monica to, I think, I guess maybe some of the ladies were hoping that she was going to immediately say like, that's not true, which she does. She says, that's not true entirely. And then everyone loses their mind. What what does entirely mean? And she's like, I was not the only person behind that account. So then chaos truly breaks out. Everyone starts screaming. This is disgusting. Whitney, you know, moves her seat. She's like, I can't be next to her. Meanwhile, all you see in the background is like the camera crews and the producers and everybody. And at one point, there's like a scene, I think it's when Angie's yelling later, but there's a scene where like literally you just see producers like, running in the house and like open and like, Oh, we got to get outside. Like this is exploding. It's insane. I mean, the fact that this is all happening and I mean, they must have all just been losing it because they knew what they were about to have was one of the most epic moments of television history. So, you know, what we, you know, start to hear from, uh, I mean, literally it was all chaos. So there were so many things being said and like thrown out that like, I want to deep dive on all of them because we also, we learned that there's, there's security footage in Meredith's store from a few seasons ago. Meredith said that somebody in Jen Shaw's camp came into her store and stole a clutch. Now that was a huge storyline back in the day. Well, apparently in that security footage, which I am shocked that producers did not know this, Monica is in the security footage. Now she is saying, I wasn't the one that stole anything. And Meredith says, I'm, I didn't accuse you of stealing anything, but you told me that you had never been in my store. And so of course, then producers cut to two months ago where Meredith invites Monica to her store and she comes in and is like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. I've never been here before. And so that is pretty crazy. Um, And, you know, Monica's like, it was Tanisha's account. There was several other people involved in the account. Like, it wasn't just me. I posted some things about Jen to take down Jen and that was it. And, uh, 
you know, Lisa's like, oh, you're disgusting or something. And it really sets Monica off because they already, you know, have such hatred towards each other. And, uh, and she's like, oh, you know, you be quiet, you bitch or something to Lisa. And then Lisa's like, I don't want to hear your fucking, or what did she, I actually wrote it down. I don't want to fucking hear your fucking mouth. And I love that Lisa is reprimanding her for cursing because that's what set Lisa off was the cursing. And what she's saying is like, I don't want to hear your disgusting mouth. But, and, but she also fit in two F-bombs in that sentence. So again, iconic. Um, and then we get some cutaways of Monica too. And one of her confessionals, she's saying, you know, our mission was to take down Jen Shaw. The other women were just collateral damage. I kind of get what she's saying in this because from now, I think we're going to learn a lot more at the reunion, but it seems as though this truly was a, hey, we are disgruntled employees of Jen Shaw who abuses us and treats us bad and we're, and she's getting notoriety and she's becoming one of the most quote iconic characters on TV of all time. You know, people were saying, oh, she's like a Teresa. She's got she's got all this personality. She's amazing. When she first came out on Housewives until obviously her epic fall, but the epic fall came from this stuff that they all revealed. I think that they, you know, Jen just played with the wrong people and they went after her now. All right, we'll get into the whole, how did Monica end up a housewife thing in a minute? But, um, you know, I, I do think that like, because they were showing some of the screenshots and stuff. And even though there was stuff said about the other women, it always sort of seemed to also be trying to point something at Jen. Like, oh, Jen said this thing about this person. And that's like, so even though, yes, it's putting that rumor out about, you know, whatever, whatever cast member, it was still sort of painting Jen as the villain. So I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about that. Um, but then she's like, Angie starts yelling and Monica says something about like, you don't want me to talk about your involvement in this account. And then like, Angie's like, oh, because I like laughed at some of your posts. And then we get like all the screenshots where like Angie has like interacted with this account. And I don't know, was, was that it? Because the way that Monica said it, I thought we were about to like reveal that Angie was also one of the people running this account, which was going to complete, I mean, I was going to fall to the floor if that was what was about to be revealed. But then that's what it sounded like she was saying. But then Angie, like Angie really went off and then she tried to, you know, pick up the huge uh, tablescape of flowers and like throw it. And, you know, Monica's like, oh yeah, throw that at me. And I think she realized like, oh no, Monica will probably sue me. So um, I'm going to put this back down. Um, and Lisa, by the way, it, because I hope that you guys all go rewatch it after this. Lisa, you have to watch Lisa's face when Angie is yelling and she like goes to throw the flowers. Lisa has never loved anything more. Her face is lit up. She is like, oh, girl. I mean, it was like Sheree when, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Portia that walked in? Um, but that meme of Sheree when she's like, mm -hmm, oh, yeah, yeah. Like she, she's so happy. This is Lisa in that moment. Um, and man, 
you know, Monica just, she is so street. She said, I, I, I wrote down another thing. Cause Lisa just like kind of attacks and she just starts screaming, but it's not really like anything well thought out. I, I did write this down. Monica responds to her at one point and she says, no, fuck you, you dumb old fucking piece of shit, leather rubbery bitch, Donald Trump fan, shut the fuck up. Yeah, she shut her down. I'm sorry. Leathery, rubbery, <laughs> Donald Trump fan. I could just take that. Um, but I mean, it's it's crazy. It's iconic. Um, and then, you know, ultimately... Lisa's like, we don't even want you here. Like, why are you sitting here? Like, you need to leave. And then Monica's like, no, you leave if you don't want to be around me. Like, you go. And then Heather stands up and gives her final monologue. And is like, what you don't really re understand is that we are all friends. And we have been here before with Jen Shaw. And I knew that something was off about you because it felt familiar. And she goes into this whole thing about how, you know, Jen, every day they woke up worried about what rumor Jen had started and would cause and the pain that she was causing and the things that they would have to defend her for by being her friend. And then Heather reveals that Jen, she said, I went on book tour and I had to take so much shit and defend her even though she gave me a black eye. We finally find out that Jen gave Heather the black eye. Then we get, you know, the clip backed and we watch it all go down. And I mean, I hope we never talk about the black eye again outside of the reunion because I do want a little bit more of the story. I want to know what actually led to the black eye. But um, I mean, now that Heather said it, she's got to say it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all the women were shocked. They, I mean, I think Meredith was like, what? I mean, the fact that Heather had been keeping that in and defending Jen for so long, she finally was able to let it out and everyone, it, it was truly the mic drop because even Monica in that moment didn't know what to say. She's like, well, I'm glad you were honest for once. And then Heather, you know, continued her monologue and said, you know, pack your bags and go. And Monica walked off. And then the way that these women were huddled around each other, I mean, it was like the Last Supper. I want it like painted on a mural in my wall. It was iconic. The way that they were all trying to comfort each other and, you know, and then I'm sorry. How does it end there? How does it end there? I just don't understand. It's like we have... I feel like this needed to be the premiere episode because we have so much that I need to unpack now. And it's like insane that this was the end. All of a sudden we start getting the title cards at the end. It's like, Oh, Heather like went home and started giving her children advice. And it was like, okay, yeah, no, we need to like unpack what's going on. There's a lot like how are cameras stopping here? And, um, and then, you know, we get to Monica's and she says, even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. So she knew it was coming out. She was like, I knew that eventually this would be revealed. But I, so I have a theory about how it's the end. Because I do think that like producers, 
you know, they plan sort of the season ahead of time. I don't know if Bermuda was intended to be the last, like the season finale, but I have a feeling that after this reveal, it was like, well, we're clearly not going to get all these women in the same room again with Monica anytime soon to have like a finale party back in, in Salt Lake. Like, I think there was so much damage done that producers may have just said, okay, I think this is our finale. I think that like, this is epic television and this is our finale. And then people are just going to be chomping at the bit for the reunions, which I am. And so I think that's what we ended up with here, but it's, it's just insane. And it was such an incredible, incredible piece of history and moment on television. And so um, I, I can't believe that this is how we have kicked off 2024 is with this like incredible thing. Now, the reason that this is so iconic from a pop culture perspective is this is somebody who got her way on this show. Okay. She went after Jen Shaw, became part of Jen Shaw's Shaw squad or you know, she was Shaw Amazing with Shaw, on the Shaw Squad and worked for her. Jen Shaw was verbally and some people claim physically abusive to her staff. And it sounds like a group of these employees that had been abused by Jen Shaw decided to take her down with this account. In the meantime, somehow... Monica started was as she's you know attacking these women online in under you know under a false name and not just her going at it she also becomes a housewife and that in itself is like it's so meta but it's like it's in I mean that is what is so crazy that is something that like you know there's a part of me that's like in one hand on one hand Monica was a perfect casting choice because she made she moved this season along. She gave us so much in this season that I don't know that we will ever have a housewife like her again. Like she was so good. And there's, you know, everyone's questioning, does she come back next year? Will she? Can she? And like in in most cases I would say absolutely. Like even if she had done something horrible, like, you know, so, you know, she didn't pay her beauty lab bills or whatever. It's like, yeah, we can like get past that. I don't know if you bring back somebody who was so like a, one of our, you know, housewives trolls. It's like if I all of a sudden was a housewife, I'm here on a podcast talking about them, you know, week over week, you know, talking about them on, you know, social media being a part of the Bravo universe in a very different way. And then suddenly was a housewife. And had like, and had to pretend that I didn't have the podcast and that I didn't talk about these women behind their backs. And it's, it's really, really wild. It's like, it's something that I still can't quite get my head around, but I mean, it was, it was an incredible season and it was an incredible finale. And so if we don't, and as we know, Monica is sitting first seat next to Andy at the reunion because of course, how could she not? And there's a lot we got to unpack at that reunion. 
I don't know, but I don't know where we go from here with Monica. I know Heather has said, you know, in the media that she won't film with her again, which I have called out and said, like, I hate when housewives do that because that's so silly. How can you have a, how can you be a part of a cast if you're not going to film with one of the other cast members? But now it all is a little bit like, yeah, there's more to it though. Like she's not just, she didn't just do something horrible to Heather. It's like she really went from this like troll and bully and, you know, fan of the show and fought her way through it all and got herself a spot as a full time housewife. And sitting right next to Andy. And I don't know, maybe that's celebrated by like, let's bring it back. But like, also some of the stuff that she does, has done, feels a bit criminal. So it's like, well, now are we just bringing more criminals on the cast? So I don't know. I'm I'm really at a loss, guys. So I'd love to hear what you guys think. You know, of course, follow me on socials at cmvitrano. Let me know what you think. Um, but we are in for a ride with this three-part reunion that's coming up. I can't wait to learn more. Um, and this is our first episode of 2024. It's coming to an end. And I might have to go watch the show again, or at least the dinner scene. I don't know. There's just still more to unpack. Um, but yeah, follow me. Don't forget to come back. We will be covering the reunion as well here at The Gist. So please come back. And um, and like I said, we will do our biggest moments of 2023 uh, episode. Um, we just had to bring you this. This is breaking. This is huge news. And so had to bring it to you as soon as I could. And, um, and with that, I leave you again. I wish you a happy new year and excited for the things to come. And until next week, bye.